Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Keep that. We are not Miss Monica. <laughs> we are not. But if you're listening, Miss Monica, get on our show, please. We want to thank you for saving our lives. Oh my goodness, Miss Monica, bless her heart. She saved me during the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. during the lockdown, Miss Monica was Yara's Montessori teacher, and she was amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. She was. Great. And Winter actually was so receptive to it. I was so shocked. I'd be yeah. like, all right, after breakfast, Miss Monica time. She's like, yay, Miss Monica. <laughs> <laughs> See, Yara was good right up until, like, it started to get, you know, schooly. So when there was, like, the song and dance, she was loving it. Days of the week, she loved it. But when they, when she started to get into, like, her little, like, instructional period, whether it be math or shapes, Yara's like, no, I don't have time for this. I'll come out. I'm out. out, <laughs> <I'm> out. <laughs> Later. Call me when it's a Thursday dance party. I want to flash dance. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was her thing. But I think now uh because i've like thrown it on here and there she definitely seems more receptive i just think it's an age thing mm-hmm. yeah so now she's like almost two so she's like oh yeah let's do this um but yeah anyways friends i'm shen <laughs> and i'm late i know and welcome back to the wildy nap podcast welcome <clears throat> so happy to be here um, These are one of those rare episodes where we do it early in the morning, even though it's it not is. that early, but it's early for us um, because the family's asleep and I also would have been sleeping. <laughs> I was going to say, is your, I'm like, your family's asleep? I'm like, see? These are the things I miss about like a, a late bedtime because winter goes to bed later, so she wakes up later. Yara's been up since 745 because she's like up for school. So she's like yeah. down by 730, up by 745. So she's been up. But the blessing in that is that Leon's an early riser. Leon's been that's up good because he gets up every day at five thirty. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's. I mean, I was on a good stint of being up at five. Yeah, and then after that week where winter just had a horrible sleep sleeping week, mm-hmm. that went downhill so quickly. Damn. But I have to get back into it. It was like a lot of work, though. I had to like incrementally wake up a half hour earlier half hour earlier yes until I made it to five o'clock and now it just seems so far away like 5 a.m but it was so good because by 10 o'clock I was already finished everything that I needed to do for the day and then I I can like pay attention to the rest of the rest of my roommates (laughs) (laughs) Um, no I agree with you I felt the same I like just even with me waking up at 8 30 on a Saturday I feel like I'll feel so accomplished by noon 
Like, yeah. I'm bound to get things done. Um, like the rebel in me just wants to jump back into that bed. But I know Same. you are. I won't let that. Just now, I was as I was making my tea. She was like, "Mommy, come sit down." I was like, mm, <laughs> "Okay." So, <laughs> like now you're literally you sound exactly like me. Like that's literally <laughs> Yara. Mm-hmm. Sit down. So she spoke to me so sternly, and I was like, mm, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm gonna sit, but then I have to go." So yeah, and, and it's funny because I mean, she had a bit of a tantrum <laughs> before I took off. That'll be funnier oh, to you all in a second. Strange. You know, I'm yeah. a second queen, so. <laughs> it was like what? Best of the best. Um, <laughs> but anyways, let's check in with each other. That, well, that was basically a check in, no? Unless you yeah. have something more exciting to share, because no, we just true. stay tied, we stay grateful, and uh, we live off of coffee. That's just oh. the new norm. Yes, but I have tea this morning. I just felt like I was <gasps> feeling so. Oh, I thought you made gossip. I was like, what's the tea? <laughs> <laughs> Nope, just I'm so excited. Yeah, I will have coffee eventually because I'll get like um coffee withdrawals if I don't have it. I know I need the caffeine, it's so bad. But um right now I just needed some chamomile tea. But friends, enough about tea and tea. (laughs) We have an awesome guest here today, friends. We are so excited to be joined with someone who we hope is the answer to all of our prayers. <laughs> Motherhood is hard, but mothering a toddler <laughs> is harder. So God bless Dr. Cindy Novington, who is here to chat with us about tantrums. Welcome, Cindy. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, no problem. Thanks for being here. How are so, you doing? How's your week going? We we are doing well. You'll probably hear the three kids running around upstairs. I, I it was so interesting listening to your, your story about your mornings and your late mornings because that hasn't happened <laughs> in my life for a long time. Wow. <laughs> that's why I had you guys wake up early because that's the only time that I could kind of settle down and chat with you when the three of them are eating breakfast. <laughs> Besides that, it's just a little chaos. <laughs> wow. What time do they generally wake up like on a weekday or weekend, I should say? Uh, it matter weekday or weekend the the baby the toddler is up at uh, around six thirty seven, and then the rest follow around 7 30 oh <laughs> then life goes on <laughs> but they're all down by like six thirty seven. at night no. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no 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 bedtime no. begins the whole routine starts around six thirty. And then by the, cause I have three, I have a one-year-old, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So by the time wow. all the baths mm. are given and then all the, everybody read their book and everybody settled, settled in and the, you know, cup of water number five, and then the story <laughs> number six and then <laughs> cuddle number 155, then it's usually <laughs> closer to nine, nine thirty. Wow. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> no that's the only way you go to bed early and then you wake up early I know late and wake up early no I know I I, just so long and we're still trying to figure that part out I think because with the toddler he's not gonna fall asleep until he doesn't hear his brother and sister but they go to bed later so now he's at the part where he's so aware of everything that it's like I'm not going to bed they're still partying why should I go to bed Uh, yeah so it takes forever to get him to fall asleep and I rock him and I you know he's he's standing up and he's crying and he's trying to go into his brother and sister's room so it's uh we're at a really tough part now (laughs) baby FOMO yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. So it's, uh, yeah, 
but I get you about the tantrums because I'm starting that stage now with my my son. Um, yeah, where he's just screaming, crying for everything. You know that arched back, the head pot. Yeah, <laughs> corpsing it as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh my. Yeah, God. or the noodle, or the like the noodle where they just kind of flop their way out of your. Yeah. Head. They just become like limp and then fall. To limp, the yeah. <laughs> so those are the his ways. You know, it's 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 very normal. I want to let you know that it's part of their development. They have to go through this. <laughs> so we just have to like bear with them. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. For how long? Uh, that's all I need to know. Like uh, uh, of all questions, I just want to know for how long. Yeah. That's all. We'll get, you know, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is exciting. I mean, yeah. Like I can't. Like we can't. I can't wait. There's just. Let's do bomb mom so we can get to it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. So um, the bomb mom that I want to nominate is one that I think is super cool. And I have admired for some time because she's Canadian. Gotta love some Canadian mothers. And also, um, I got exposure to her on YouTube way back in the day. She used to have a YouTube channel with this mm-hmm. other uh yeah beautiful canadian that i whose name i can't remember but used to be on degrassi andrea there we go andrea lewis yeah, and i used to love mm-hmm. watching them they were so funny and then i don't know i think she started her own the, her own little thing but i just kind of fell off youtube because i don't know i was on it interested in it for a little bit and then i don't know life happened and but then i got expo- re-exposed to her as a photographer she was actually uh, became good friends with one of my good friends, Felicia, and was and has taken incredible f- like photos of Felicia, and I was so like impressed by her. And then she started, I guess, Instagram and became a licensed uh, sex therapist, and has just been so open and transparent about like sexual literacy and you know about female empowerment and about like socially conscious issues and Black Lives Matter and all that great stuff. She's awesome. So, anyways. Shannon Boudram is my bomb mom nom. <laughs> she uh, is a recent mom, a new mom. And I love how she documented her pre- pregnancy as well. One of the things that she talked about was not feeling pretty and not feeling comfortable and really like not liking her pregnancy, but trying to push through and like, you know, just celebrate it because she knew that again, she would look back on it and think about like how far she'd come. And she was proud of what her body could do. And I like that because it was kind of the duality of pregnancy sometimes on social media. And this is even though I had a really nice pregnancy, but I said, I feel like sometimes celebrities make it seem like pregnancy is just the best thing in the world. And it's, Oh my gosh. And you always want to wear like seven inch heels and long trench coats (laughs) and sexy lingerie. And it's just like, what? Like, no, um, and she admits that she's like, it was hard. I didn't always want to do that, but sometimes I forced myself to feel pretty so that, um, mm-hmm. I'd feel pretty. So anyway, she's always been transparent about everything and she's continuing that transparency, um, in her new role as a mother. So Shannon Boudram, you are my bomb mom. Nom. Yay. Yay. Teed up girls. Mm-hmm. All right. I think I'm going to also nominate a, Toronto girl. Yay. Keep it local. Um, Sasha. Yeah, keep it local today. Uh, Sasha Exeter. She is like an OG blogger. Yeah. Now public figure. And (laughs) I have to nominate her because I admire the hustle. Yeah. She she is everywhere. You can look. (laughs) Um, And I appreciate seeing just seeing someone that looks like me. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't usually see it, especially yeah. in brands, on billboards, 
like literally everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a beautiful thing to to see it. I admire her hustle. Yeah. I admire her drive. I admire the message that she puts out there with her content. Mm. Um, she's very um, unapologetic about yeah who she is and what she looks like and she really um doesn't change who she is just for these deals that's what i'm trying to say yeah she is authentic and i think sasha exeter has had a rough year yeah money has not been an easy year for her at all and that year and the um you know, the whole, and I don't want to say scandal because I feel like that scandal makes it seem like there is some dishonesty there, but that whole situation and, you know, it played out before the public eye and that's not always easy. And I do feel like she handled it pretty gracefully and she took it and made it work in her favor. And I think mm-hmm. that that is really beautiful. Like, you know, I, I, I do, I think it's, and she's taken flack from it here, there and everywhere, but irrespective of whatever people think, she's like, I'm going to do what's best for me and my daughter and I'm going to do or my and like myself and my community. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think that she's incredible and would love to have her on the show. <laughs> going to slide up in those DMs. Get in those DMs. Okay, Cindy, <laughs> who's you know, a bottom one that you know? Well, I'm listening to both of you speak and everything you're describing was is, is describing my best friend, which I hope it's okay if I nominate her. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Because she she is she's that kind of person who's just so real. And when you're having a bad day, it's okay. And we call each other and we text and we're like, it's a crappy day. Nice. <laughs> we're there for each other. And she is so authentic as a person. And, you know, one of those moms that runs around and does everything she can, like, you know, balancing work and life and, mm. and it's, you know, like you said, parenthood is, is not easy. Motherhood is not easy. Mm. And I think we all need that rock in our lives, that person who's there so that when we do have a good day, we can celebrate with them. And when we do have a really bad day that we could have them to support us. And she's that yeah. kind of person. So she's a bomb mom because... She's just so strong too for her two sons, um, and you know it's it's not an easy journey. <laughs> no, no, and uh, yeah, she's uh, yeah pretty powerful as a woman too. You know, great job and so good at what she does. And I really look up to her, not only as a friend but as a as a mom. So I think I'll nominate her, Christina. <laughs> Aww, Christina. <laughs> I love that. I love when people nominate people that they know, their friends, their their their, their moms. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell us, Cindy, about um. Well, first, tell us about who you are before we even jump into what you do. Talk to us a little sure. bit about you, your 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 platform, and all the great things that you're doing. Yeah, thanks. So I'm um yeah, my name is Cindy Huffington and I I have a doctorate degree in neuroscience and mm. I was, you know, studying the brain and how it develops and um then I started a postdoc which is just like another degree after your doctorate and I I got pregnant and I decided, you know what, I I want to try to figure out a way to kind of be home a little bit more cuz with research you're just living at the lab and at the school and then I tried to figure a few things out. And by the second pregnancy, I had a bit of a burnout because of work. It was just a little bit too much. Um, and I started a blog at, when I, after I gave birth to my second child. I have three kids now. I have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old. And I launched Curious Neuron after my second. And, and Curious Neuron is all about 
you know, parenting advice, but everything is backed by research, by science. So what I do in my spare time, which is at night when all the kids go to bed, <laughs> um, I, I go, I sift through the literature to, through science and I try to find, okay, you know, what can I learn about um, parenting style or what can I learn about potty training or what can I learn about tantrums? <laughs> and I kind of summarize everything and I create little posts on Instagram and I write articles on curiousneuron.com. And I talk about I, I, I talk about it on my own podcast too, where I interview experts as well uh, in pediatrics and research. And we try to figure out what's the best for our child because we don't know. Mm. And we get advice from everybody, <laughs> even strangers, right? I don't know if you experienced this when you were pregnant or yeah. after having yeah. a child. Everybody has advice <laughs> so yeah. much. And even things that don't make sense to us. I had a, I had a grandparent. <laughs> I had a grandparent tell me that I had to put my child, my baby, my infant upside down and hold them by the ankles to shake them a little bit, just a little tiny bit, because that helps straighten their legs and they'll walk better. I didn't do it. I've I heard that. Wow. I've heard that as well. Do- <laughs> That's so fun. I've never heard that, but Jamaican people say you need to stretch the baby. Yeah. It's like you a stretch of the yeah. legs. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't do it, <laughs> but you know, it's all, and, and even from strangers, when I was at the mall before COVID, obviously many years ago. And walking <laughs> with my baby in the stroller, just random strangers coming up to me and saying, um, what was it? I think that you, I don't know. She didn't have a pacifier at that point. So they said like, you should have one or just random randomness of like unsolicited advice. Unsolicited. Yeah, unsolicited. Exactly. You know, and I, I sure I appreciate, I always try to appreciate it, but some things are just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think part of the goal with Curious Neuron is to, to, take that crazy out and just give you what we find in research and then you do what you want with it but you know at least you know there's a place where you can find sound advice <laughs> and and try to apply whatever you can to to your life that's awesome <laughs> and uh, yeah now um now we also offer courses and i i love i love speaking with parents and answering their questions and the most prominent or the, the the most common question that I receive is, is about tantrums <laughs> because it's when you realize that parenting is hard <laughs> yep everything even the lack of sleep before that is fine but once your child starts talking back to you and yelling at you even when you're giving them what they want that's that's the tough part <laughs> yeah wow yeah. and to answer your question <laughs> it, it lasts a long time <laughs> sorry <laughs> shut the whole episode down now friends yeah Yeah. (laughs) let me go long enough yeah sorry (laughs) but the best thing is that there are ways that we could try to minimize them and it's not about so i've heard that you know just kind of let them pass or ignore them when they're having one so that it goes that they'll stop or it goes away that's a myth that's a really really big myth um you can't ignore them because basically even if we view it as a child when they're having a tantrum that it's their way of of getting to us or getting attention Mm -hmm. the reality is is that it is their way of telling us i'm stuck i'm i don't know what to do in this moment of my emotions i don't know what to do in this moment of being frustrated Uh, i don't understand what you're telling me so i'm gonna cry right now there there is something behind the crying at that moment and Mm -hmm. i always describe it as becoming the tantrum detective um because if you do take the time to notice when it's happening you could even write it down and on you know in a little booklet um but noticing what's triggering their tantrums if you really take that time then and you, you can offer them the right tools so that they could 
you know, whether navigate, whether it's a big emotion or it's a language thing, thing you know, especially if it's a toddler, they yeah. don't understand things like the word share. What does share mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not an apple or a book that I could say, oh yeah, okay. I see what you're talking, you know, you're saying apple and I see the apple in your hand. Mm-hmm. What does share mean? I have no idea. So I'm just going to scream and cry and throw the toy across the room because that's what I do. <laughs> right. So that that's their way of expressing that they're, they're stuck or there's a problem. So we just have to really take our time to figure it out. So that's the good part. But it, you know, part of the reason why they're having tantrums is because they're developing emotion regulation skills. And, and even some of us adults, we don't regulate our emotions very well. Very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, we all know an adult that might not do that very well and go from zero to hundred in terms of their emotions. So mm. that in between is regulating your emotions and a child starts to express their emotions around the age of one um, and they're going to take almost about five years <laughs> to learn but we could minimize it the tantrums will never be as bad as they are now because now they don't understand the language part but as we continue offering them skills then you know they say by kindergarten a child should be able to really regulate their emotions most children if there's a language delay in a child or a neurodevelopmental issue, then they might not be at that level yet. But most children should be able to, um, you know, if they're disappointed in something or a student, you know, in kindergarten takes their crayon away, they won't react the same way that they, they would if they were two when they just take it and throw it and scream and throw themselves on the floor. They'll be able to control a lot more than when they're one or two years old. So that's the good part. It just takes time. <laughs> that is good news. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of good news. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hopeful but, now. So let's, you know what, how about you, when, when are your tantrums happening in your house? Because then we could be the detective. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can, I can share because there's one, and I think I've, if you want, yeah. I figure out, I know why it's happening and I slap myself on the wrist every time, but it's happening when she comes home from, from, from school. Uh, I asked them yeah. like, and I asked her teachers, I'm like, how is Yara at school? And they said, like, almost always, like 98% of the time, laughing, playing, super expressive, very fun loving. She's like, we don't get the tears here. Like, we just don't get it. Right. And then I thought to myself, is it that? Is it that she just has pent up like <laughs> tears that she has to let loose? So the minute she sees me, she and then when she sees me, she's so excited. Like she's so yeah. amazingly loving and friendly. And then I bring her home. And then it's like I want to say like. 20 30 minutes into being home it's like a switch goes off and then i don't know like i'll offer her a snack and then i'll bring it to her and she's no and it throws the snack or she's like on the ground and it's like she's crying upset so then there's that one and that one's like all i would say at least four three to four times a week that happens yeah. like if, it, if it's not the snack it's something but like some time between like i want to say like anywhere from 40 to an hour after being home, big tantrum. Mm -hmm. And the new big tantrum is bath time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Leave going from the upstairs to the the downstairs, the upstairs having to take a bath, crying, 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 crying. Fine. Once she's in the bath, having the time of her life, but that like, it's time to bathe. Yeah. She's losing it now. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know. Perfect. We can work with that. Okay. We can work with that. So the, the coming back home from, from daycare or school for a lot of kids, um, the full day is, is, is very uh, not difficult on them, but it's tiring number Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. but also one thing that we don't think about is 
um, how overstimulating it is for children. So young children, especially toddlers, are so easily stimulated by sounds, like too many sounds or sound that is too loud. Um, so a child could have a tantrum in the car if you're playing music a little too loud, um, not even realizing, and then all of a sudden they just lose it um, for something random that we don't understand. So a lot of those moments where we say, I have no idea why they just had a tantrum, uh, is usually, especially with young kids, them being overstimulated. Um, so yeah. I, I would recommend when you come home to have a lot of downtime, quiet time, relaxing time, some sort of activity, whether it's coloring, to bring her sensory system back down to as neutral as possible, um, because then, you know, you might be able to navigate your way away from some certain tangents because of that. So just bringing their system down makes a huge difference. Um, wow. Some parents might be listening and saying, yeah, whenever I dress my child, I've noticed that they have a tantrum. Um, and especially if they're a little yeah. bit older, even like three or four, sometimes certain materials um, don't feel comfortable on a child. And if they can't express that this is uncomfortable, um, but they just know that they are, but they can't express it yet, they might scream and cry. The, the stitching on socks could be really annoying for some kids. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you don't know why they're screaming every time you put their socks on but it's the stitching and they can't express that yet. Um, so anything that has to do with the senses, um, so it's hearing stuff. If we have, let's say on weekends, a TV on in the background for a very long time, especially a child who's under two, that's super overstimulating. And if they've been watching television for a long time, that's visually overstimulating. Um, so cutting down the, the uh, screen time a lot for young children under two, especially, or I would even argue under three. Um, I did a one week challenge a year ago with some parents, and I think 90% of the parents who did this challenge saw a difference in tantrums in their kid by just turning off the TV um, for a little bit, like it, during the day. And all of a sudden there weren't any time, like there were no, no tantrums with those kids. So anything that's stimulating the senses, um, even eating dinner time with some kids um if they're a picky eater it could be a sensory processing thing where it, not not um not a disorder per se but like a sensitivity so any texture mm -hmm. crunchy or soft every child is different um could could it could trigger a tantrum because they don't like the feeling in their mouth wow that makes awesome. sense i mean yeah. i hate certain consistencies and i don't want to eat it mm -hmm. and i just won't but they can't yeah. communicate that to us exactly yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So there's that's something that I often try to talk about sensory sensitivity in young kids, because they don't have the words to express that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, us as adults, we can easily say oh, this sweater is so itchy, I hate it and just take it off. Versus a child is like, oh, my mom or my dad put this on me and I hate it. But like, I'm just going to scream and cry until they take it off. <laughs> so it's, it's, Very it's true. part of we have to put ourselves inside their, their brain and become that detective, like I said, to try to figure out and every child is different. There is no um one golden Blueprint. rule ticket yeah. that's gonna get you out of tantrums it's it's really taking that time to navigate to understand them um that's gonna help you with the tantrums and it could diminish i i all my kids have started off with tantrums because it's normal that's their time to start expressing it but if you start applying things that we'll talk about today you're gonna see a difference because you're they'll start another big thing is connecting to them during the tantrum we might naturally want to say like, you know what, you deal with that and I'll come back <laughs> when you're done. <laughs> but if we do take the time to connect with them, um, it's, it's creating a bond and an attachment and creating that attachment with our child, even during the most difficult times, which is them having these big emotions, 
is creating that bond and that's developing their brain in that moment when we're bonding with them and they're saying like they're screaming and crying and we're we're getting down on our knees eye contact with them and saying i'm here for you when you're done i'm come see me even if they don't understand all the words if they're one or two just them knowing that you're there for them makes these certain connections in the brain stronger in the social and emotional parts of the brain and that's going to help them regulate their emotions as they get older so mm. it's a tiny big difference <laughs> wow that's super yeah, powerful. that makes sense i think um for my daughter she has her tantrums like she doesn't have them often but i find that she has tantrums during transitions yeah that's and, what i was gonna talk yeah and she also has tantrums when me and my husband are in the same room together. And I think it's because of attention. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. there's also an inconsistency because I have a little bit more patience. It doesn't necessarily bother me. I could talk her through it, mm-hmm. but my husband can't. I have a little bit more patience. I used to work with behavioral intervention with children on the spectrum. So I... I'm used to like nonverbal yes, individuals yeah. and just figuring things out. So I could be like, okay, what's going on in the scene? She is playing. She wants me to play with her. She wants yeah. her dad's attention. I can go and intervene. He's just like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. So he's frustrated that like I can go in calmly and be like, okay, Winter, like, what do you need from me? Mm. And he's like, I don't know how to do that. So she sees that and like, I don't want to ask you, Dad. Hmm. You're annoying. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> it's you know that's, so a- that's the inconsistency I find makes her have more tantrums. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how to navigate that because it's hard to make a plan if we're both we both do it differently. So I don't know. Yeah. So okay, I want to address that, and also I want to go back to the transition. So because that's a yeah. big one with parents uh, and and children of all ages. Mm-hmm. So you know it's it's every even in a relationship where both parents are not going to parent the same way and there's a a beauty in that as well where you kind of work together and one might be more strict and one might not and and one might navigate things a certain way um but i think what you have to have what you have to try to have as a common ground is it goes there's a book called the power of showing up and it, it talks about attachment science in such a really fantastic way and basically they they boil it down to four s's and this is a book by daniel siegel um and it's um so they talk about a child always feeling seen soothed Mm. safe and when they feel seen soothed and safe they feel secure and that's what Mm. develops that sort of brain that i told you about before where they are able to navigate their emotions a lot better and they're able to (laughs) develop social is that a no (laughs) yeah yes that's my yeah, the power of showing up. Thank you. And, um, you know, so when you feel seen, so let's say during a tantrum, um, or let's say the example you just gave us, she's in the living room, both her parents are there. She wants to feel seen. So mm-hmm. she might have an, a meltdown for that. If a child is being ignored and they're, they're having a tantrum, they want to feel soothed. So you have to figure out how can I do that right now in this moment? Seen, soothed, mm-hmm. and safe. Right. If I'm yelling at my child every time that they have a tantrum, because I look at it as a, a moment to discipline when mm-hmm. it is a moment to listen, it's a moment to teach. So if they're yell, if you're yelling at them, they are not feeling safe. 
So without those three S's, they don't feel secure. And we're not going to lead down the path of a child who's going to feel secure with their parents. Um, and that leads to difficulties in social skills and emotional skills. So I think no matter what, we'll each have a different approach to that as a parent. Mm -hmm. But as long as they do feel seen, safe and soothed, they will feel secure. So I think that's a good foundation to work on as a team in parenting um, to make sure that we develop that secure attachment with our child. And, and, and then going back to the transitions, whether you have a 10 month old or a four year old, transitions are not easy for them. Because, you know, think I always use the example of being at the park or being at grandma and grandpa's house, right? We have to leave. And there you go. Here's the tantrum <laughs> mm -hmm. because we need to leave the place that they're having fun in. So again, so let's go back to those S's. Okay, I will see you right now. So if you're at the park and you say, um, I, I see that you're having a lot of fun. How about I give you, I don't know, you could swing for one more minute or you can go down mm -hmm. the slide two more times. Okay, perfect. My, my parents sees me right now. They understand me. So you might just with that one S diminish the tantrum. With mm -hmm. a younger child, when it's time to go take a bath, Think about the goal that you want. So your goal is to bring her upstairs to go take a bath. Mm -hmm. So give her a bit more uh, independence. And, and, you know, even if they're young, you can say, um, okay, it's time for your bath now. Do you want to walk or do you want to crawl up the stairs or walk with me? Or do you want mommy to bring you? And then it's like, oh, I get a choice here. Okay, I'm feeling seen. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'll crawl up the stairs. And like, that's right. <laughs> Come with me. And then when you get upstairs, just give tiny little choices. Do you want, I don't know, uh, the rubber ducky or the little boat in your back today? And then all of a sudden they're forgetting that they really don't want to take yeah. a bath because they're, they're being given options. And it's not yeah. about giving options with everything that they do, um, but it's using the little moments where you can, let's say getting dressed. A lot of people struggle in the morning routine uh, with their child. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, here's what you're wearing, regardless of their age, you know, you could say, I have a blue shirt or a yellow shirt. Which one yeah. do you want? And they might say the blue shirt. They might have a tantrum. They might want the random red shirt that you didn't pull out. But if you're consistent in that, then they will eventually say like my mom or dad, they give me choices and I'll stick to one of those. Don't give yeah. in if they want the red shirt and you offered blue and yellow. Stick to boundaries. Yes. Have boundaries, rules in, in, in whatever you do. Um, because in the end, you know, everything that I'm talking about is, is part of something called conscious parenting or positive parenting. You might have heard it that yeah. way. And it, it, a lot of the misconceptions around this kind of parenting, positive parenting, is that it's all about like giving into your child and mm -hmm. being friends and doing whatever yeah. they want and being, you know, that kind of way. And it's, it's not that it's literally in research. The best type of parenting is when you are strict on boundaries, but take the time to connect with your child. The more mm. you do those two. So, you know, even with an older child, they want to go out, they want to party till uh, one o'clock in the morning. No, there are boundaries in this house and it's 11 o'clock. I hate you. Why are you doing this to me? It's 11 o'clock. Um, I'll be here waiting for you or whatever. And then they're mad at you and you say, you know, whenever you want to talk about it, I'm here. So you're connecting, but you, you're strict on your boundaries. Mm. Sticking to, to that. Sometimes it's not easy doing that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. sticking to those two, balancing those two in parenting leads to a child who's resilient, leads to a child who... Who understands rules once they start school um and starting that kind of parenting is now for you guys when the ch child is having these tantrums you know we have to leave we are leaving the house now we have no choice but to go and they might be upset we have no choice so do you want to put your jacket on or do you want mommy to put your jacket on so all of a sudden it's like they'll have to eventually understand like okay 
we're going, but I have a little choice here. I, I get to decide what I want to do. So it's little things. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, there's hope. There's a lot to do, but there, there's hope. <laughs> I love that. I've definitely been trying to do that like where I can. And I feel like in some ways it's good for me because I'm a little bit of a control freak, but I like the idea that <laughs> more and more I've been giving Yara more autonomy to choose clothing again with within reason i'm like here's yeah. one outfit here's another complete outfit <laughs> that are both mom approved which one would you like <laughs> and like the same thing with snacks and um yeah i've been i've definitely been getting better at that but i think you're right it's, instead of saying like yeah it's time to go upstairs and have a bath now let's go yeah like there's a way i could frame that where it's a little bit more uh, where she feels like she has more of a say yeah. And even with young babies, you know, that my, my child, you know, when it was time to put him in the high chair, when he was under one, he would do that arch thing with the head mm. tossed back. And I couldn't even put him in his high chair because he was so stiff and such in a position. Yeah. I kind of have to like <laughs> squash him into his chair. <laughs> Come on, put the belt on. Um, but you know, it's, it's so the way that I could, I was able to diminish those tantrums was even if he's not talking to say, mommy's going to take you now because mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> Think about sitting and having coffee with your, your friends and then somebody from behind just grabs you and places you somewhere else. Like, what? what <laughs> I mean, I would yell at them too and probably try to hit them. <laughs> so again, always putting yourselves in the child's brain of the like, what's going on now? So I just grabbed you without telling you and I placed you somewhere else when you were playing with your toys. So yeah, that's not fun. So they're going to scream. So telling them, you know, I, mommy's going to take you now and I'm going, I'm going to place you in your high chair want to come with me you know give them the choice of kind of like coming up or standing up and to come in your arms then all of a sudden it's like okay you gave me a heads up or I'm, I'm i'm gonna take you now and put you in your car seat come with me i'm gonna help you i'm gonna put your belt on but just speaking about it hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They sort of understand a little bit more than we realize. So they might not understand car um, car seat or a high chair, but they might look at your body language and you're pointing there and they're like, okay, so I'm here and I'm going to go there. Mm. So just little tiny things. And that really makes a difference for them. You know, we're trying to uh, narrate what's going on in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That makes a, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, you kind of, you realize you kind of do it already. You just have to be more mindful of. Yeah how often you do it yeah. um and yeah i mean but, you know, in in the end if you if you if i summarize research with tantrums and this is the best part i think that usually blows parents mind and and then they realize that it's true the the number one thing to help a child with tantrums has nothing to do with their behavior that you're going to fix it's our own so mm. you know this is something that i i realized after having my first child I knew all the research, I knew the importance of attachment and staying calm, but then I didn't realize, you know, I was raised in a certain way where it wasn't that balance between boundaries and connection with your child, you know, and this is just maybe my own generation's way of, of parenting, my, like my mom's generation, 
but it was just more of boundaries, lots of rules, rules and rules and rules and rules mm-hmm, and yeah. no time to like sit down and connect with your child. And I said this, I'm not your friend, you know, I'm the mm-hmm, parent. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> and it's that that's authoritarian parenting where it's just yeah. boundaries and rules. And, you know, a lot of my friends and I were raised that way. And you kind of see now the difference that we're our generation is bringing in the connection the connecting part into their parenting because it's literally backed by research in terms of you have to have boundaries and connect both of those um so you know going back to the tantrums you for what i realized with me was i was yelled at a lot as a child a lot like a lot (laughs) just and and i i always told myself i would never do that and i remember when my firstborn was about one and a half two and she did something and naturally just and i yelled Mm -hmm. and i just started sobbing like hysterically because i was like oh no 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 this is not what i want to do but why did i yell what made me yell she didn't really do anything bad but something happened in that moment and i made sure to to, uh, the same way that you're the tantrum detective i was i became the detective on my own triggers for my emotions Mm. um and that was to me the most difficult part of parenting to step back and look in the mirror and say what happened in my own life how was i raised that is going to lead to the parent that what do i have to change or fix or deal with with therapy so that i be the parent that i want to be because you know i might feel that all my life which was my case, I never had control over anything. I never had a voice in something. I never had a choice. And all of a sudden, my daughter is telling me that she wants to do something a certain way and I'm triggered and I have no idea why. But it was back to that. (laughs) All that like stuff from the past where it's like in this moment, I feel I lost the control. So I'm going to yell because Mm -hmm. I want to gain control. But it has nothing to do with what this poor two-year-old just did. It has to do with me. Um, so mm-hmm. that to me was um, th- that started you know about three four years ago and uh, that journey of, of healing and that journey of trying to fix myself and I'm still working on it there's still moments where for me now with the three kids it's a whole new ball game of anxiety <laughs> and feeling overwhelmed in a moment where two out of the three are crying and you just want to slowly back out of the room <laughs> and maybe out of the house <laughs> and hope nobody sees out it. of this world <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like that slow walk like cartoon walk <laughs> yeah. um and and i had to figure out like how to control those emotions in those moments where i would just rather scream and have it all over with um, but in the end, I know that what's best is if I take my deep breaths, walk away, perhaps even from that moment to re- regulate my own emotions so that I could teach my kids how to regulate theirs properly. So that's bit, for me. I know we talk about the tantrums, but it's it's about us in the end, um, us and how we help them. Obviously, the skills and the tools that we offer them to minimize the tantrums. But a big part is how we respond to them. That I'm sorry. <laughs> so powerful like you yeah. just dropped so many gems there were just gems falling everywhere. i'm just like trying to pick up the gem ding, 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 ding. like seriously legitimately if it was like a video game it'd be like brr, brr. like so many things that resonated with me i feel like i've said yeah. Sen and i have said it before to each other i've said it to my friends who are child free and i've said like you know parenting is one of the wildest things because it's like literally like just it's like it's like it's like you're constantly engaging with this thing that has a mirror held up. So it's like, no matter what, like everything that I do, the way that I engage with her, smiling with her, laughing with her, disciplining her, it's like, I'm constantly looking back at myself and it's Mm -hmm. like, it it demands reflection. You have to figure out like, why did I respond that way? Where does that come from? And 
So I love that piece. And thank you so much for being even so transparent about your own journey and your own experience, because I feel like, you know, both Shen and I are Caribbean backgrounds, so we can relate to that in a lot of ways. Um, I love my mom and we still have a great relationship. And my dad, we, they're both incredible parents, but they parented one way, right? And, yeah. and there are a lot of things within their parenting style that I admire and a lot of things that I would definitely need to let go of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I find myself... Um, I found myself a few times modeling behaviors that I absolutely detested. Like I've spanked, slapped Yara's hands before. And, I've ne- and I have and I said that I didn't want to do that, especially at this tender age, because yeah. everything yeah. is learning. So yeah. what am I, why? And it's just like, I, you know, I, I, well, I slapped her in, for her own safety because yeah. she was putting her finger towards the, but like, did you really still have to, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, that, that's what you're saying. And I get how you're saying that to kind of like appease yourself. But like, mm-hmm. was that the best course of action? Yeah. Why was that your immediate? Like, why did you go there first? So I've been doing lots of that. And I think the other thing that you said that like really resonated with me is the idea that it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so important for me to recognize that Yara's tantrums aren't personal. Like, it's not like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm in the mood to go and make an ass of my mom today. So when we're at the grocery store, you wait, like I'm going to embarrass her so much and I'm going to humiliate the crap out of her and everyone's going to laugh and they're going to think that she's such a horrible, like, how could this like 23 month old concoct this vicious plan? (laughs) But we do think of it that way sometimes. Yeah, I know. Sometimes because you're like, oh, they're smiling. (laughs) (laughs) They won. In the moment, you're just like, what? Like, how could you? Or like, you know, and I've, it, it hasn't happened to me yet. Oh, I don't say yet. I don't even want to speak it in existence, but I've seen kids like slap their parents. I've seen yes, things. Yeah. So it's just like, it, it feels so intentional. It yeah. feels very <laughs> malicious. Um, and I, you know, and found myself talking to my dad about it because the other day he was on the phone while she was having a tantrum. And I said <laughs> something similar to yourself. I'm like, dad, think about it. Like she, well, I ended up giving her food and she was hungry. And I'm like, <laughs> she doesn't have the words. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, think about how I am when I'm hungry. Hmm. <laughs> hangry I'm impossible (laughs) I'm literally like my husband will say like Leanne is impossible to deal with when she's hungry and I can speak (laughs) like I have the gift of this child can't communicate that she's hungry so of course she's gonna come over and slap my leg why would she not she's starving and I'm over here socializing on the phone and like calmly making her macaroni like no speed it up I'm starving yeah yeah, exactly get it going (laughs) right so yeah it's just there's just so many things that you'd said that I was like yeah 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 I'm I'm, I'm definitely (laughs) on that journey self-reflection man because I also find like I have to check myself yeah I get irritated with winter Mm. and yes I can say that when I'm with my friends but in the moment I'm like am I mad at what's happening or am I mad because I'm being inconvenienced yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. a lot of the time yes it's inconvenience and then I just like say okay it's fine like I'm not I gonna react to this you, I love that you use that word right because when we're tired and we just want to like I don't know chill and relax and look at our phone or look at Netflix and our child's bothering us <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Can't we can't even send an email and they're annoying it's annoying to us we're inconvenienced and that's yeah. going to trigger us that's a big one for us Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that. Yeah. I always see it as, have you ever watched that movie Inside Out? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's how I see myself like going through this th- thought process before yeah. I react. And then my brain's like, it's inconvenience. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> You're not mad. Don't yell at her. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. I, I like it. And I think, yeah, I, I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful to you, like even to have people that you can be honest with, because I remember yeah. sharing with Chanel one day. I'm like, I feel like I yelled at Yara all day. 
Like it was not yeah. it was just a yeah. super shouting. Yeah, <laughs> we have things. Yeah. Like I just felt like there was just she was doing things that were like you know frustrating. But you're so right. Like it wasn't even so much that she was just learning. She was just exploring. She was yeah. just mm-hmm. trying to like you know engage with me. But I just I didn't have the time. Mm. I didn't have the time that day. I had yeah. lots of deadlines. And that's really what the source of, like, when I think about it, that's what I was upset about and not truly not with how her behavior. And everybody will have days like that. I think it's important that we make that okay, that we say, you know, it's not, you're not a bad parent because you yelled. I'm talking about not yelling, but you're not going to do that hundred percent of the time. It's impossible. We have days that we're stressed. We have days that yeah. we're tired and we're going to end up yelling, but you, you want to, there's, there's a study that talks about like a cycle of emotion. So if we remain in that stress and tired phase and keep yelling, then the same emotions are going to come out of our child. Mm. So we need to get out of that cycle because they're going to mimic the emotions that we're modeling. So if you know, you're not yelling 60 or 70% of the time, I, I think that's good <laughs> because you're, you're most of the time, not yeah, <laughs> you know, it's impossible to have it hundred percent, but you know, yeah. place yourself a goal as a parent, you know, and, and there, there are days I still yell. And there are days where you, like you said, it's a whole day of saying no and yelling and, and it's, I have three kids and sometimes they have their days they're tired. And it's always on the day that I'm tired because somebody didn't sleep at night. So it's a whole cycle of, mm. you know, that by mm-hmm. eight o'clock at in the morning, you know, it's going to be a rough day. <laughs> I call those survival days. <laughs> i just gotta make it to bedtime not even nap time because i know on those days they probably won't nap i need to make it to always oh (laughs) just double down on it yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and um uh oh i forgot what i was gonna say those are the days that my night like those are like those kind of days keep me up at night (laughs) yeah those are hard nightmares are made of days like that no no night (laughs) sleeps no naps and fighting and screaming and crying yes yeah but Oh yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. But then there are days where we're saying no all the time. And one recommendation that I offer parents is whenever, especially with the toddler, if we're saying no, don't climb, no, don't go in the kitchen. No, don't touch this cupboard. No, don't open that door. Don't go in the bathroom. Don't open the drawer. It's no, 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 no all day. And it's like, well, what can I do? So be mindful of that. So for example, in the kitchen, if they're allowed in the kitchen, have one drawer or cupboard mindfully that is theirs placed baby cups or you know sippy cups or something safe so that when you say no to a certain drawer or cupboard that you can say yes to space so it's a yes space Mm. um same thing in the living room no don't climb the furniture no don't climb the couch Mm -hmm. but if you can have a little something a little i usually have like those step stools that fold i keep one in the bathroom for my kids so they can wash their hands i'll bring it in the living room and i'll say to my toddler no don't climb the couch but yes here you want to climb climb this um, so he climbs it and goes back up and down. Um, so contrasting no's with yes, so that they're not hearing no to everything, but they also understand I can do this, but I can do this. Um, and that really helps them navigate their environment a little bit better. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm not Just even making notes. Don't mind me. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even a note taker and I'm taking notes. So that's how you know. <laughs> you know My this is useful, thing. friends. There are little things I think that make a very big difference in, in how we are as parents. And under, if we understand our child, you spoke a bit about inside out. So let's go into their brain a little bit. Their brain is still developing, especially the first three years. Um, everything in their environment is, is forming those brain cells in a way that will shape it for later on. So it's a lot of pressure for us as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, with those four S's, creating a secure attachment, and then just understanding that 
So the emotions part of the brain is called the amygdala and that's deep inside mm. our brain that's developed. So if they're feeling frustrated, disappointed, mad, sad, that part of the brain is activating and sending information to the front part of the brain here behind the, the forehead. That part is not developed. So what happens is that in our brain as adults, we, we feel an emotion, it sends it to the front part of the brain and that frontal lobe says, okay, I'm frustrated. What do I do with this emotion? So if we're regulated and we understand our emotions and we have a fully developed brain, our brain has the power to say, somebody just told me off and I really want to slap them right now, but I need to step away and walk away and, 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 and stay quiet, right? We have that ability because our brain is fully developed and we've developed those skills. But a young child doesn't have a developed brain in the frontal part of the brain. Mm. So it only finishes to develop. And I'm sorry, again, it only <laughs> it develops until the age of 25. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, and that part of the brain is decision-making, being rational. <laughs> but wait, let's think back to when we were young, right? <laughs> and as teenagers. <laughs> so I always, when, you know, when you tell the teenager, did you not think before acting? Uh... They can't, they can, <laughs> they, they can to a certain extent, but the, the decision-making, the rational decision-making and the thinking something through in a critical way only develops by 25. Wow. So, this is why I was a mess in my <laughs> early 20s. <laughs> it all makes sense. Worst choices of my life. <laughs> I know. It no. all makes sense. Vomiting on the streets of Seoul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense now. I can't even remember those. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> what? I listen. I didn't. Do I that. hear you, girl. Yeah. So, wow. especially if we have a one or two year old, think about how fresh that brain is and it's still mm. developing. Um, so being able to understand that, you know, especially something like frustration or disappointment, it's a new emotion, their brain is feeling it, but it's going to speak to the frontal lobe and say, what do I do with this? I have no idea. Let me just scream. <laughs> so that's, that's my go-to. <laughs> so if we understand that and, and stay inside their brain, we can, we can come from a place of empathy a lot more than anger and frustration because their brain isn't developed. So, wow. <laughs> powerful this is early i know it's a perspective <laughs> oh my goodness i can't believe i'm gonna have to be like that level of empathy until they're 25 oh, yeah, yeah. well i think the empathy goes away around the teenage years <laughs> goes out the window yeah, yeah. i teach high school so like i um i'm aware yeah. <laughs> believe me like when the amount of times i've seen kids plagiarize blatantly i'm like did you think? Nah, you didn't think this through. <laughs> exactly. Let me answer my own question. You didn't. Because it was too easy to find this, this, this essay online. Yeah. Like, I've had, I've, I've gotten essays from students that have the student's name on it that they're plagiarizing from. Wow. Getting to change the name. I'm like, wow. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> don't tell them, don't tell them about their frontal lobe in the brain because then they'll use that as an excuse. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wanted to handle the assignment, but my oh. frontal lobe. Yeah. <laughs> if only it was developed. Don't but. give them that power yet. <laughs> I'll get it to you in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Um, geez, I don't even know where to go. What is, what, what is this? Just, it's just so. It's a lot to intake. <laughs> you guys could keep me on speed dial one day, and whenever you have, there's something going on, just text me. <laughs> Me don't now. give me that I'm, invite. Don't give me that invite. I'm going to create a, a room for you in my house. <laughs> Spare room. Why? Wait, that's going to take day. me out of this house. That'll take me out of this house. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
no vacation. problem. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, Sydney. This is amazing. <laughs> so awesome. I don't know. I don't even know what I what do I want? What do we want? What how do I I'm thinking do I want like top three recommendations for I don't know. Help me. I could do that. I think I could do that. There's a okay. lot. You want me to summarize everything on top three things that we should all do? I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you go because yeah. you have not let us like wrong since. <laughs> Started speaking. I'm glad. So you take it where you wish. I, I, I know really our listeners are gonna have this on replay. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to people. This episode, I'm gonna send so this link to a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I I think to summarize it, it goes back to that attachment parenting. So you know, ma- or attachment sign. So making sure that you follow those four S's. You know, feeling seen, soothed, safe, uh, and then you feel secure as a child. Uh, making sure that you take care of yourself we hear it all the time right make sure that you know the mask um analogy where you put the mask on yourself first i i i love that analogy and i kind of look at it in a way as you know whatever it is you need to do to be okay with yourself to be okay with whatever happened in your past to be okay with to be confident and strong for your child so work on yourself that's the best gift you can offer your child is to work on yourself um so yeah the the four s's connect um uh, work on yourself and always connecting with your child, even through difficult moments, even if they're older or younger, they did something, you, whatever it is, you had a difficult moment. And it goes back to thinking of my friend, you know, she, she gave me a good example the other day, they struggle with homework. Um, and they had like a really big, difficult moment with homework as a, as a family. And then after that, they all went out for a walk, even if they, they kind of let everything go and then spoke about it. So it's that connecting, always take time to connect with your child after the difficult moment, let it pass. You see, we all said things, we did things or whatever it was, but reconnect. So those three mm. things I think are lead a parent into a good direction in terms of parenting. And we won't always be perfect. Don't, don't strive for perfection. Don't look at your neighbors there. Everybody's going to say everything is perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everything's going to look perfect on the other side. Um, but you know, everybody has their struggles and don't compare your child and their development and, you know, ten, who has more tantrums or less, or if you're in the mall and your child slaps you, you know, deal with your child. Don't worry about everything else. And the more you work on that in your own home, in terms of connecting with them, it, it, it'll happen less and less when you're out there. I want, I listen, no, just like, I thought I heard my daughter coming. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> um, I love that. I think the one thing that I wanted to ask, as you said it, is like this idea of like connecting. So like, so just so I'm, I'm clear during mm-hmm. the tantrum itself, is that the best time to get her to look me in the eye to try and have that conversation? I never know if it's something oh, yeah. I have after or during. Cause I'm glad you brought that up. Right. Yeah. So every child is different. So some kids during a tantrum just want to scream and, and be on the floor and don't touch them. Don't look at them. Don't whatever. And, but how can you connect in the moment with a child is just get down to their level. Mm-hmm. Stay as far close as they want and just verbally say, I'm here for you when you're okay, you can come see me. Like, I, I'm here for you. Just hearing okay. the words, I'm here for you. They're being seen. That's connecting. Um, a child, let's say right now, my 16-month-old, he's going to start screaming, crying for something, and he's in my arms, and he's going to try to scratch me, but I, I hold him. And I, that kind of pressure, a little bit pressure of a hug, you know, it, it soothes him. Um, even for us as adults, you know, when we're crying or we're really upset and somebody gives us a hug, it kind of like, ah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my way of helping him with himself and me soothing him. So it depends on your child's age. Um, when they're very young, holding them and, and hugging them is fine. If your daughters feel that 
they need space, then that's okay. It could be placing a hand on their, sh their shoulder to connect with them if, if they like that. Um, and some just want to be alone. So we, we can have a conversation another time, but there's like a common corner that you can create where as a child gets older, closer to two or three, uh, closer to three, I would say, where you have a space in your home and you show them when mommy or daddy, when we're, when we're upset and we need to take deep breaths, we go to the common corner and we put, let's say, like a stuffed animal or a book there to read and relax. And um, so there are ways to teach kids how to regulate their emotions. Mm -hmm. And for us, if we're really, really triggered and we really feel that we're just about to lose our minds, it's okay to step away. It's okay to take three really, really slow breaths to bring in that oxygen into us and like kind of slow it down or place your hand on your skin, on your heart because putting a bit of that pressure kind of releases a bit of hormones like oxytocin which will relax you so mm. there are ways to help relax yourself too and connect with yourself <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> wow i could do this forever i feel like i actually could give you guys a hug right now <laughs> i know i'm like i'd hug know. it out and the <laughs> i feel like i was just in a therapy session seriously <laughs> honestly it's that's so refreshing. I feel so refreshed. That's 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 what tantrums are all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't think I think that this is I thought it would be more useful for Yara. Like in turn, useful, of course, useful for me, but I feel like it was useful for me. Like, yeah, yeah mostly so yeah. many gems dropped that I think that I need to, you know, exercise that irrespective of how Yara is behaving. Mm just well yeah but like you yeah. said we said before like there are ways that the transitions the oh yeah maybe i'll give you guys two more tips with the kids but you know in terms of language if it's a word they don't understand like share find a way to again it's about providing them skills so try to find a way to help them understand what that word is what we did in our house is instead of saying share i would say switch so it became an action so i played a game with my kids and I, they would each have a toy and I would say switch. And then my toddler and my child would switch. And then I do it again, switch, toddler and child would switch. Yeah. When I would see that my toddler was about to lose it because he wanted a toy that my daughter had, I would yell out switch. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, okay. And they would switch without even realizing that they actually shared. Oh, <laughs> that's smart. There are ways. So again, it's about, you want to minimize each tantrum by understanding where it's coming from, what's triggering it. Is it transition? Is it language? Is it emotions do they not understand frustration or disappointment so we can switch we can um, teach them a bit more about emotions by having emotions cards around the house i have on my website something called meltdown mountain uh hold on i have it on my wall that's how much i use it but it's oh. um it's a visual for kids so that they understand when they're climbing up the mountain sorry there's a reflection there but okay. when they're climbing up the mountain when they're in the yellow zone they're halfway up the mountain and they need to apply a tool from their toolbox What's a tool in the toolbox? It's like, uh, here, it's like, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm blowing a, a, a balloon or bubble gum. I'm going to go to the calming corner. I'm going to trace this with my finger to relax. So the toolbox has lots of different things. I'm going to hug myself. And that brings me back down the mountain. If I don't do that, I'll make it up the mountain. And that's when I have a tantrum. So my three-year-old right now, we're doing something. And he's like, I'm climbing up the mountain. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> go get our toolbox so we go get our toolbox and then he's Amazing. like okay i'm gonna calm myself down mommy i'm good i'm back down the mountain i'm like all right high five let's go <laughs> oh, there are That's so amazing you have That's to so offer amazing. them skills um because they can't do it on their own so yeah <laughs> that is do you have that where we could post that on our page absolutely uh, well, this is on my this is on my website but it's a it's a purchase if you want the, the actual uh, 
interesting but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to create a post this week on instagram that's at least yeah. i'm gonna try to design them because this took a couple months to figure out the design <laughs> but it's a uh, just using the they need a visual sometimes to understand their emotions right. so, sure. again it's about offering them the tools it's on my uh, on my website at the shop on the shop page okay but, uh yeah so there are i ways. i I have another random question. Go ahead. <laughs> what is your take on timeouts? Yeah, so... Or the language yeah. behind that. Yeah, so that could be a whole um, another episode on discipline. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have you back, don't worry. <laughs> Definitely. This is reoccurring already. Yeah. Like, you know, the timeouts, um, there is some research that says it works with some kids and it doesn't work with other kids. Uh, it has a lot to do with their personality and their temperament. So for them being time out, they might not feel seen and feel like I'm just going to keep acting out because I'm trying to be seen right now and nobody's seeing me and that's the way to do it. Um, if they're very young, it's hard to understand a timeout. Like, why did you put me there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had a tantrum or I, I hit somebody because I'm frustrated and mm-hmm. you, instead of being there for me, you put me there alone. So that's in some kids. That's my, my, that might be how they, they go through it in their minds. Um, so Janet Lansbury, um, she talks about time in. So it's separating mm-hmm. your child from that moment. So let's say a child hits a, a sibling. It's not okay to hit. You be stern. I will not let you hit your sister. Give the attention to the person who got hit. So all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. When I hit, I don't get the attention of being yelled at and taken aside while the other one who's hurt is by themselves. They get the attention. That, that sucks. <laughs> so they're, they're going to start understanding that. But then removing them from the moment and doing time in with them. I took you away from the situation. You know, I first I gave your sister the attention because she's hurt. I gave her a hug. But now I'm staying with you. I'm protecting you. I don't want you to get hurt because she might hit you back. And I don't want you to hurt her. So staying there in that moment and saying, especially if they're young, I'm going to stay with you until you're in control of your emotions. Let's take deep breaths together. And I need you to understand that in this house, we do not hit. It is a rule. Something in yeah. that nature um, rather than a timeout because it's, it's just confusing for some kids. You know, you might want to try it out if you have an older kid. You know, you hit and they should have known better. They're four or five years old. Go to your room or go in, in whatever place. But with younger kids, it's, it's confusing to them because it's like I did that to be seen and now I'm alone. So I feel even less seen that I did before. Mm. So it depends, again, with your child. So there, there isn't any research that says it's really bad, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not something that consistently works with kids. Yeah, I was a little confused about that. I gave Winter a timeout because she, she likes to uh, tell people what to do. And when she's playing with her cousin and they're about the same age she really really bosses him around and when he finally says like I don't want to do this or he ignores her she gets really annoyed and will like drag him mm-hmm. to the next activity so one day I was like you have to get it I'm like you're gonna get a timeout because you hit him and that that's like zero yeah. tolerance you do not hit yes. at all yeah. ever and I gave her the timeout on her beanbag chair and I'm like, all right. So I explained to her what it was. And she was like, okay. And then I didn't think she knew what was happening. But then she came back like one minute. Like the timeout's not long because I feel like that would seem like forever for her. Yeah. yeah. She came back and she was like, sorry. Sorry, Avery. <laughs> but then now I'm like, you understand like you'll get a timeout. She's like, okay. Oh, like, yeah. She's like <laughs> pumped for it. <laughs> I was like, I can just break. <laughs> 
it's like at all i'm confused now i'm confused yeah <laughs> she loves it so do it you know have her step away and remove her from the situation like you did but just stay with her and you know take that moment it's, it's still a moment away from the situation and understanding that it's a boundary and it's like you said a, a hard no in this house we don't hit um but maybe yeah just try staying with her i guess but it, it might work you know if, if she understood that she couldn't if she's not repeating the action maybe it's working for her um mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to know like every child is so different you know in addition to that's tricky yeah. their behavior everybody has a different behavior even with us as adults they have temp we have temperament as well and, and we i don't know with now i have three kids and i was able to tell their temperament like two weeks and after giving birth to them you know one was calm yeah. one was you know cried a lot and more sensitive and the other one's just fire he just destroys anything in his in his way so it's you know part of that temperament. that's my she might be resilient to that. <laughs> oh, so God. if that's the temperament she might be like yeah whatever time out that's fine <laughs> I'll see yeah you. Well, you she's like know, a but... bulldoze through it the next time i mean she doesn't hit but now she has like when people don't do what she says like other kids because she wants to be bossy she'll have a tantrum like she'll slowly throw herself on the ground like places herself down nicely all right <laughs> oh! <laughs> very calculated yeah she's like i don't want to mess up my clothes i'm gonna just sit down for a second and then scream yeah you know that that tool i guess that she needs to develop is is more of understanding that we play together but she's young too the, the understanding yeah. of social skills and working together as a team when you're playing is, is after three years old. So before that, it's just reminders of, you know, yeah. let them do a little bit of what they want and then it'll be your turn um, taking turn. That's, but that's the, that takes time to develop. It's a skill. Yeah. Fair enough. This was a fantastic episode. Unreal. <laughs> Absolutely. Hands down, <laughs> Fave. We're so <laughs> thankful for you yeah thank you thank you're you for amazing. having me i had a lot of fun chatting with you guys <laughs> no you're awesome and there's no way that like you know our listeners are not going to want to follow you and know more mm -hmm. about what you have and subscribe to everything you're doing and buy yep. everything you're selling and <laughs> you take care of all your kids like i just like, <laughs> you know, i'll take that offer yeah anybody especially <laughs> nothing else matters just watch the kids um, so give us all the details as to how we can continue to support and follow you um, by going on to curiousneuron.com. Um, most of my information is there. There's the Curious Neuron podcast as well. Mm. And on Instagram, my handle is curious underscore neuron. Um, and those are the ways to, and, and, you know, everybody could DM me. I, I, I'm a little behind now. There's I think 72 emails, DMs that I have to answer. <laughs> oh my God. So much time. I love, maybe that's my fault, but like, I do love receiving DMs and I love trying to help people. To, to to go through all this and but some dms are like three thousand pages long and i have to read through all of it and then they talk about like the this happened and then that happened and the other day and now what's happening with my child and i have to i literally take the time to figure it out <laughs> so yeah but you know there's there's also private consultations if anybody's interested and in a few months in the new year we're launching our academy <laughs> so right now i'm working wow. on a huge project where it's going to be about 30 courses, mini courses, because we don't have time as parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I felt that there was a gap in our health system where a parent, you know, might have an appointment in a year or six months with their pediatrician. But right now they're curious to know if their child is saying enough words or, you know, they want to know how to discipline their child. And that's not something you might talk to your pediatrician about. 
And who do I go see? Do I go see a psychologist? Do I go see a speech therapist? Do I, well, who, an occupational therapist? Mm-hmm. So this will be a place uh, on Curious Non Academy where you can literally talk, choose, go by problem that you're having. So how do I teach my child to listen? How do I discipline my child? Um, how do I start tummy time with my baby? And look for an expert that teaches that course, a mini course of about 30 minutes. So it'll be wow. soon. Wow. We're working on that now. We're near the end of the stages. It's been since April. Um, but uh, I'm excited to launch that for, for parents. That <laughs> sounds fantastic. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, we're so grateful. This has been so amazing. And you're doing such, I mean, you've already done such great work. <laughs> yeah. I, it's hard to believe that you found a way to top the work that you've already done. But here you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for the courses. I literally took all 30 courses by all these experts, psychologists. We have a researcher from Cambridge in the UK that created a course on compromising. So we, we spoke about that a little bit. Wow. Literally a 30 minute course on how do I compromise with my child in a way that'll help their development. Um, and, you know, I took all of them. I was <laughs> taking notes. I'm like, this is good. And I, I've been applying everything in my home. And it's, an, it's crazy how just knowing these types of like tips from experts mm-hmm. really helps in your home and yeah so we'll have to see I, I i'm excited to launch that and share that with everyone oh my goodness it's like she's <laughs> we are so super excited kids. to share this episode <laughs> i cannot wait until this gets released yeah <laughs> oh, i'm sure it will oh my god yeah <laughs> this conversation alone has been so impactful mm-hmm. my entire approach to parenting Definitely. changed the game thank you so happy I didn't sleep in. Jeez. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought I'd get my ass up. I was like, oh, I saw early. I'm like, yes, that's the only thing I could do. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm so glad that you got us up this morning. I'm, I'm grateful because I feel like this is what I needed this morning. And it's yeah. like, now I have the day to try and like, you know, like let it marinate and really try and put some other stuff into practice. So thank you so much again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs> Friends. You would be crazy if you did not go and write us a review after this episode. You'd be nuts. (laughs) Get to Apple Podcasts, A-S-A-P, and write us a review. Let us know what you thought of this episode, what you think of what we're doing, um, any of the episodes, really. But yeah, we want your feedback. So please write us a review. Scroll all the way down when you go to the Apple Podcasts. And then you have the opportunity to write a review. You can just leave stars if you want to, but you can also leave stars and reviews. So do it. Do it for us, friends. Do it. (laughs) And if you want to let us know how impactful this episode was, you can also contact us on our website at www.wildaynap.ca or you could DM us on Instagram at WTN Podcast or you could check us out on Facebook at Wildaynap Podcast and let us know if you have been practicing or exercising these tips that you got. Um, Yeah, I will. So, let us know how it goes, and also let us know if you want to bring her back because I do. So do I. I mean, this is be honest with you. Whether you want to or not, she's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> like she's the unofficial third host. Yeah, <laughs> like she'll be back. She'll be back <laughs> this year, next year, every year. Like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, definitely. And we'll I'm- get some more questions from our listeners next time. Yes. Um, we can so have, we can, yeah, we can have little mini sessions if you want. Uh, some, yeah, like a webinar or something. If, if people have want to follow up on it. All right, friends, we won't keep you any longer. <laughs> My family's awake. <laughs> <laughs> so now um, it's really over. 
<laughs> so with that being said, friends, we will see you in our next episode because nap time is over. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye. Oh. Wow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 